1: What is up? What is up? Welcome back for another episode of Vinyl Divers. It has been a minute. So yeah, so for the past month, I have either been sick, out of commission. As you could hear on the previous episodes, my laptop has been malfunctioning that I record on usually. Uh, we have a backup laptop currently right now that we are recording with, as you can tell. And the one I was using... Up until October, something happened. I think I added Photoshop to my laptop, and it just pushed it over its max, and I was using way too much power, so it was glitching when I was trying to record, and my computer just couldn't process the fuck out of it, and I, I was putting out some real crap episodes before with the quality of the sound. Like, they were content-heavy and awesome episodes, you know, guy. Shout out to the guys that came on the show and the guests that I had on. And even in between of October, I jumped on the Music Crush Monday podcast. Damn, that is a mouthful. But those guys were awesome. So if you have yet to listen to that, go check them out. That was a fun as hell time. I introduced them to a new band. I'm sure you guys can guess who it was. (laughs) But anyway, I just want to say what's up. Hello, Uh, quick a uh, little bit of um to do's or not to do's to do checklist i guess what i have to say is that unfortunately next week there will not be a pod pop and roll uh unfortunately you know it just wasn't time for the network to do an event on that magnitude and you know what when we come back with it and when we when we pull it off for real it's gonna be fucking awesome you know dj mullen in the house, awesome. Uh, but there's going to be some more events in the uh, foreseeable future. Do not worry your little uh, tuchuses. At the end of the episode, you're going to hear a whole bunch of promoing uh, where you can find out more info about you know the network and shows and what's going on. So stick around to the end for that shit. Or, I mean, if you want to, fast forward to the end to get to it. I mean, choice is yours. You know, save the cheerleaders, save the world, that whole fun shit. And before we get into the meat of the episodes, I do have to do some shout-outs to some... Phenomenal friends! I caught them a few weeks ago. Uh, they came through to Buffalo. You know, Henry and the guys from Keep Flying are currently on tour for their Home Safe tour. Uh, the week that I'm recording it, of the ninth, they are in Cali, but. I mean, listen, go to their Instagram, go to their Facebook, check out where their tour is. If they're coming to a city near you or within, I would say, um, if it's a weekday and you get out of work and you're able to get to the show, I would say give it a two-hour drive. It's worth it. For real. These guys put on a fucking face-melting show. Think uh, punk thrash, uh, metalcore. With ska tendencies, and by that I mean literally uh, they have a saxophone and a trombone player, but it's not a picky ska like I normally like. This is like some fucking hardcore metal thrash punk. You're getting in a pit with face-melting guitar solos with a drummer, and you're like, how the fuck do they fit seven people on stage? This is unreal. Wait, seven people? Yeah, I think seven people. Anyway, so guys, check out Keep Flying, and uh, let's get into this episode. I am so sorry, man. You, usually, my intros are a little bit more build up for you and other guests. Yes, guys, I have a guest on for the episode, uh, hence how we have a laptop to record on here. A little bit of a little chuckle there, and you know, usually my build ups are for them. But I had to give some. Sh- I have to start showing love to these bands. I mean, they, they're giving me the content, so uh,
0: dude, you gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do what it's I gotta not do. about me all the time. Not all the time. <laughs>
1: and as you can hear, it, I have in the. One of the off the office, and there we are in a office, yeah not the office. It's at the moving music office today we're recording. I have one of my good friends, podcasting brother network member uh podcaster galore
0: <laughs> Matt Johnson. thanks for having me, buddy. I appreciate it dude, thank you for coming on We always have such fun on these shows uh yeah anytime we do something together, you know obviously music's your your <laughs> forte. Um, and I'm outside of the box. I, at least I like to consider that. So uh, I think every time I've had, we've done something. It's been something a little bit different. Uh, yeah. th- maybe I think the Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons episode was the only one we did. But um, but yeah, that's that's just how it is. Uh, I, I like the I like doing things a little bit differently.
1: It's okay though. It's, it it kind of gives a change up. And after a bit of a break, this will be a nice uh, refresher into the the coming flow of episodes oh yeah and i know i love having you on as a guest because you do bring a take to music that you're, you're not the
0: conventional music listener yes and no yes and no and you're,
1: you're not the average the, you're not you're the not, average you're not the average listener not
0: i i average i listen to everything and when i mean that when i say that i actually mean that mm-hmm. literally anything if it catches my ear i will listen to it i am not particular towards one type of music you know everyone's like oh what kind of music you listen to Everything, something in hip-hop catches my attention, I'm going to listen to it to death until I'm sick of it. Rock, uh, you know, it's just everything. There's everything. There's there's so much to it. Um, and, yeah, video game music happens to be, you know, obviously you kind of got to know if, what it's about if you click on the episode. Um, but, yeah, video game music is something that I, I, I'm not going to say, well, I could say embarrassingly. I listen to often. I, I really do. It's not something... Like, I'll blast into my car if there's no cars around me, but I'm such a d- diva about judgment and, like, all that sort of thing. Like, if I'm pulling up some cars, I'll turn it down real quick, and I'll just get in the zone. I'll be grooving. I'll be grooving. And then and then once we take off, I'm on the thruway, bam, blast it up again. But I'm not, like, sh- like a, a legit anything. I, I could. I think I said it the first time I was on your podcast, and I might have said that after that. Uh, what music like is to me, it's I, I associate songs, sounds, music with with moments and memories, and I live for moments and memories. I love making them. I love looking back on them. They bring good feelings. Uh, so I, I have just so many. I have so many. Like there's just so much nostalgia um, when you listen to certain you know certain songs. You know, fire up when you listen mm-hmm. to other ones. Music is—it's a universal language. I mean, they say art is. I guess music technically is art. It's an art. um, Music is. Sound is. Mm -hmm. You know. It's.
1: I mean, you take and you take that to that next level. Like, there's a lot of people that like, oh, I love music, and I say, oh, I listen to all kinds of music. But I'll tell you, like, I shy from opera usually. Country, and I'll say that like, ambiance or soundtrack music. I think it's which is where we got into. Um, I think on the on the
0: awesome. Mix that was episode. the first one I did. Yeah, we did the awesome mix, volume like, one.
1: We talked the soundtrack, but we also talk on that episode that you literally listen to not just soundtracks. You listen to like scores. Yeah, and you you go in depth and like like I've had some friends that like that, and that's just not my thing. So I already know you like scores, and you like the music that builds a setting, a scenery. You don't need actual songs.
0: Correct. Yeah, if it's a sound, it's just a sound that brings back, um, yeah, like I can visualize with sound. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense, you that know, some sense. people can uh, visualize something with, you know, a, a, a word. Mm-hmm. Me, I can do sound. I you can get do that. Do sound, you know. I, you're up the final countdown. You know, I bring up my high school wrestling career all the time. You're up the final count. You know, the final countdown was a song that was played often at high school wrestling tournaments. You play that song for me, I visualize being at a high school wrestling tournament. Uh, that's just what it is for me. Mm-hmm. And it's no different than video game music. I spent a lot of time playing video games uh, when I was a kid, not as much as I used to anymore. But uh, those songs bring back memories of uh, playing PlayStation with my dad or my brother or my cousin or my uncle or, or, or a friend. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. that's that's That stuff goes a long way for me.
1: Well, so as a gamer, when did you – so you are – you're my you're you're my age. Right? I'm 28. Yeah. 28. So we both grew up primarily around the in the 90s with the games and in the early 2000s. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. I mean, this is the birth of some great video game soundtracks so too. Yeah. What
1: would when when did what systems were you playing when you got into gaming
0: then? When I first got into video gaming, um,
1: even if it's not what was up, because I'll was, tell you, like, it was I probably was...
0: Sega. Okay. It was probably Sega, the first console that I remember. Like me and my dad going to the store and actually buying was a PS One, um, but I I do remember from an early age it was it was Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, which was a, you know we had Sega we had uh, we had Nintendo 2, even though my dad let my uncle borrow it for a long time so I didn't see it, uh, but primarily Sega I was a Sega guy
1: okay so yeah we, so we both started because I remember when I first started playing vi- playing video games uh, so my parents were split and my mom's family we had a Super Nintendo. So I would get Super Nintendo games when I was a little little kid, and then we had a uh, Sega Genesis. That's the black controller with the six buttons, right?
0: They had three and six. Six came along a little bit later. So
1: I remember the ones with the six controller okay. with six buttons.
0: Okay. Right, like one two three a b c. Yeah. E. I think that's how they did it.
1: Yeah, something like something like that. And I, so I I would start playing games then and. I don't know. I guess the, the themes never stuck to me as, as strong as it did. There are certain games, though, that I mean, I'll mean, tell you, I can still hear the games today. And then even, like, today I'm sitting there going thinking through songs, and I'm just like, yep, that one's stuck in my head still. <laughs> I can hear that song.
0: Yeah. And I can hear that song. You'll know it, though, if you hear it, though. Oh, God, You'll yeah. know where it came from if you hear it. That's oh. how iconic a lot of those, uh, mm-hmm. you know, were. I, I mean, NES, like, that, what was that? Was it technically 8 or 16? It was 8-bit. I think... I don't even know anymore. I think the NES was an eight bit. Okay, I think so too.
1: Because then the Super Nintendo was thirty two bit.
0: No, that means NES was sixteen or eight? No, sixteen. No,
1: well, I well here <laughs> so here is I gotta I Google think. it now. <laughs> well, because this, this Nintendo sixty four I am assuming was a sixty four bit. Yeah, because I am gonna tell you right now, it's not even on my list, but I'll say like Donkey Kong Country, like that those the. The score and the music from Donkey Kong Country, phenomenal. And Super Nintendo.
0: 8-bit. NES is 8-bit.
1: Man. So then NES was 8-bit. SNES was 16-bit.
0: Super Nintendo. Uh, uh, yeah. Must have been right. They must have went or, past 32 and just went straight or, to 64.
1: Or, was, or SNES was... Thir- I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's nah, fine. Yeah. We're not a gaming uh, show. This is a, uh, This is a music show... Uh, first off though before we get into the what what we came here today I'd ask you uh top 3 favorite video games.
0: My top 3 uh like franchises or individual video games. Sure. <laughs> um <laughs> whatever uh whatever top 3. Okay, you know I I can do individual. R- I can do individual. Rattle off. I can do individual. Whatever's easiest. Um all right. Final Fantasy VIII is one of my favorites. Okay. RPG is one of the one of the first RPGs, 7 was the first RPG I ever played, but um, 8 was relatable on a lot of levels. Really? Because uh, the characters, I mean, the characters were everyday people who, you know, deal with issues. Right. It wasn't in some whimsical world. So I really like Final Fantasy 8. How, how many times have you replayed it? I've beaten Final Fantasy 8 at least 10 times. Okay. And it's a four-disc game.
1: So what does that mean, real quick, when it says a four-disc game?
0: Oh, its it was just... Way too long for just one disc. There's so much, I'm sure, a lot of data that goes into it. It has, you know, the big world so, map. So it's
1: and, one of those, so it's that. So, like, so each part of the game was yeah. separate then?
0: Pretty much. Yeah. You got up to a certain point, you had to switch the disc over and continue the story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Final Fantasy games were notorious for that. Uh, and then once they got to the PS2, they only went to one disc. But, um, yeah, a lot of like 7 8 and 9. 7 was 3 discs, 8 was 4 and 9 was 4 discs as well. So, damn. It's how much stuff they put into these games. Uh it's it's kind of crazy to think about now. Yeah. You know, 4 discs to play a game. It's like having to watch the same movie on two VHS tapes. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So that that was a thing too. So, um so Final Fantasy 8 definitely one of them. Uh I'm going to do Resident Evil 2. Love the Resident Evil franchise you know it's a great one there's a lot of good stories to it uh, i like the leon character quite a bit i like the monsters in the game i like the i don't know the the scariness of being locked up in a police station and, and so much um the original you know was the was was great the remake was even better love the remake i i'd have to put them both kind of in the same spot okay uh, the remake was just really the original just expanded you know, same story, same overall concept, just expanded quite a bit. Did
1: they did they revamp graphics for it when they redid it?
0: Oh yeah, it was a complete remaster. Oh, so like it's like complete remaster.
1: So like it's like next gen. Oh yeah, it's modernized.
0: It's beautiful. Oh, It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, and the last one, I'd have to say, man, I love so many video games.
1: <laughs> if you got throw a franchise because if, if if there's a franchise of, of, of a series, you could throw that in
0: there. You know what? I think the the last one, and I played a lot of video games in my day, it would probably have to be uh, individual game Manhunt for... uh, Really? Yeah. That's another game I've beaten over ten times and not gotten sick of. Okay. The first one was good. Second one, not so much. But uh, I love the the scariness, the suspense of the first one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really do. And just something about it just worked for me. Uh, You know, I remember getting it for my, you know... With my mom's help, of course, I wasn't old enough to get it, but I got it from my dad uh, when he was, you know, or for Christmas one year. And I just, I would stop what I was doing to go watch him play. I couldn't play it, but he would let me watch him for a little bit. Um, you know, they were good. At, they were good about that sort. Excuse me, that sort of thing about, you know, what you shouldn't, shouldn't play. But um, yeah, that was, that was probably my third favorite game of all time. Nice. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, dude, uh, thank you for coming on. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, guys. So today, if you're a fan of Matt and you follow him on any of his podcasts. There's not
0: a lot of fans of me. So If
1: you're a fan of Matt and yeah. you listen to any of his other podcasts, you follow him on any social media, you know Matt is notorious for two things. Brackets. Yep. And lists.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we bring in, oh, we'll have to have you on for a bracket.
0: Do a bracket. We could do a bracket.
1: We'll do a bracket one of these days. Okay. Right now, though, we have a list, guys. We're gonna do a. We're gonna build a greatest hits of video video game music. So this is specifically not actual songs, like literal song songs in games, like uh, uh, "Ain't No Rest for the Wicked" or is it "No Rest for the Wicked" from uh, "Cage the Elephant" in Borderlands. Not not Doesn't doesn't count. Yeah. This is going to be a strict uh, either like a game theme music or music you hear during a level music or maybe sound effects stuff. You're like, oh, this obviously is iconic and this is what I think if I could hear this. Yeah,
0: absolutely. um, Matt. And I'm not going to say specifically like greatest hits, but kind of like personal favorites, I guess. But we're going to we're going to this is going to be the official Mullen and Johnson video game favorites mullin johnson
1: video game favorite i can deal with this
0: mj this like my own initials (laughs) Yeah, man take that (laughs) you like that i like that um so that's kind of what it's got to be trust me these are all opinion based so listeners i know everybody has a bunch of different tastes i love to preach that and on on every show that i'm a part of um you don't necessarily have to agree with us we like hearing other people's opinions Mm -hmm. uh find this find this post find some way to communicate and Talk about this. Yeah. Um, post your favorites. Post your, post your favorite. favorites. Yeah, actually, the, everybody do that, different. Guys. Me, I mean, me and Mullen we're very, very different, like in our tastes. Um, we really are. <laughs> with everything, everything. I had him on for two point conversation. Uh, we were picking like football songs, and our, our tastes were very, very different. He was more um, classic stadium themes with like orchestras and all that stuff, and I was very new school. Uh, that's the fun in it. That's the fun in conversation is being able to be. Um, have different opinions and be able to talk to each other mm-hmm. and, and have a normal conversation, too. Uh, you know, I don't want to go on a tirade on your show, but I think it's something no. that just has to be said. No,
1: of course, man. No, that definitely is. Uh, and I think as a guest, give
0: us... Uh, what's, your, what's the first you're going to bring to the table? The first one I am going to bring to the table. Uh, first and foremost, I am a huge fan of Nobuo Yometsu. Uh, he did pretty much the majority of final fantasy themes amongst other ones. Uh, he did all the soundtracks laid out the, just laid out everything. And he's, he put out some beautiful music. Actually, I have two songs from final fantasy on here. My first one is, uh, it's called force your way from final fantasy eight. It is, it's the boss theme, the, the standard boss theme, not like a final boss or anything, but a regular boss theme. And it's very upbeat. It hypes you up, uh, you know, and we'll listen to it in a moment, but there's just a lot of energy. It's it's fast-paced. It's it's intense, which is, you know, it's funny because the Final Fantasy VIII games, you know, Final Fantasy Eight, a lot of those classic games are all turn-based. It's not button-mashing. Mm-hmm. It would fit very well in a button-mashing type game, but it's, it's static. It's, oh, when your character's turn is up, you select an attack, and you go, and... That's what it is, but it still made it feel very intense, um, and I love it.
1: Well, I think that's the, that's the game. that's the draw to you know music during the game yeah. is that it helps drive it. You know, in a horror game, you have some creepy ass dead space music. And you're like that shit. Yeah, <laughs> in, in, in a game where it's some fighting, especially it's smart. Honestly, psych. I think it's uh, psychologically smart to throw that kind of music in a game that. In all, honesty, it's a very simple, and I don't want to say boring, but game, mechanic-wise, it's a very... It's,
0: like... It's boring to... Strategic. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I, it's I know not
1: boring, mean. because I love RPGs and that, but to the person that's used to a button masher that's attack, 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 it's your turn base. it can be stack, stagnant, you Yes. Said. Oh, it definitely So that can. music keeps
0: it going. It does. It keeps you, it keeps you invested. I listen to the song over and over again. I've heard every remix that I possibly could... Um the original is the best though. Original is the best. So. So
1: let's uh do do you have links or do you want to Yeah, I got links. Yep. Sweet. Let's let's go. let's listen to it. <laughs> Dude, I like that.
0: Not bad, right?
1: Yeah, dude, definitely. Um, the, the, When that comes in, definitely uh, adds like, ooh, a little bit of extra flair. Like, all right, cool.
0: I can get into this. Yeah, it's dude, it's great. Uh, Yumetsu, he doesn't make bad music. Mm-hmm. I can legit listen to every soundtrack for Final Fantasy's ever made. Not skip a song. You know, there's a song for every emotion. Like, sometimes it's kind of funny because... You know, sometimes when I, like, I'll be walking, well, the next song I I do, it'll be more, you'll understand it. But you kind of think of these songs as you're doing them in, like, in life, like, oh, shit, something's intense. I got to go for a workout. Um, Okay, this really intense song is playing, and I'm kind of imagining being in that situation. It's really weird. You know, I I, I get it. Um, But from, like, a fantasy slash whimsical perspective, uh, you know, that's kind of what I gravitate towards. I
1: can totally get that. I really can. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, so, for mine, <laughs> for the one I'll kick off on with, and so so first off, I got I got to tell a story. Sure, this will be fun. This will be a fun one. So I'm I don't know. Have you uh, y- you played a uh, Pokemon for the Game Boy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So the intro music, we're gonna I'm gonna let people uh, listen to it in a minute because that is my that's my music. Uh, well, I'll say it's all the Pokemon music, but I think the most iconic that to me that you hear that intro, that Pokemon music for the video game, for the Game Boy. Right. And uh, Game Boy Color. But the reason why it's on my list is that, and it sticks out and is ingrained into my head, is that it, I don't have, currently have a Game Boy. I don't know if you do or not, but do you know how uh, you know every couple of years everyone buys one or may repurchase it? I've repurchased probably four
0: Game Boys at least right. in my lifetime. So They're very no, cheap still. They are. Yeah,
1: Keep it going, guys. Uh, shout out to that. And there was a point when I was a teenager that, no, no, I wasn't a teenager. I was, I guess maybe like 12 or 13, and I had repurchased a Game Boy. I think it was my first time I re- re-bought one. Or maybe I found it, and I bought a uh, Pokemon color game. Okay, uh, probably red or blue, one of the two. Never, never played yellow. Honestly, it just wasn't my thing because it was like, I'm not a big fan of Pikachu. No, no. It followed the show to a T. Yes, that's what that's what I've heard. Is the yellow yeah. follows it like with ro- with Team Rocket? In
0: yeah, it. yeah. Um, with uh was it Jesse and James? Right. Yes. Yeah, they were featured. Um, actually, the new Let's Go Pikachu was pretty much a updated remaster really? of that. Yeah. Oh. yeah huh. w- Beautifully done. I just got done. a
1: switch, so maybe. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, you like it? I've play. I I do. I do like it. I got. I played uh, Mario Odyssey for a little bit. Okay, wasn't bad. It's good. I like definitely. It. it was very much Mario sixty four, but <laughs> on a new level, and it was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, dude. Some deep detail. Um, I love my switch. Yeah. I downloaded the free Octonauts. Okay. I want. I want to test that out, and then uh, I played. All right, side way, side tangent out there. By the way, guys. So listen. If if you see Amber and she's like, "Hey, let's play Mario Kart." Or you ask her, "Hey, you, you want to play Mario Kart?" And she tells you she didn't play it, she or she just uh, started playing it on the Switch. Don't let her fucking fool you. She low key savage on this shit. Is she? She's clutch. She is. Uh, so when we were going to get the Switch, she was like, "Oh, I love Mario Kart." I'm like, "Do you ever like did you like have it grown up?" She goes, "No, I never had it grown up." I'm like, she's like, i always played it with her friends here or there." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> cool." Which is truth. Um, so we get it. I've beaten her three times. She's beaten me countless times at Mario Kart. <sighs> I you c- guys you the drinking game with it. Not yet. I want to. It's worth it. You gotta get some people together. I it. want that's something we should talk and do. Oh yeah, everyone together. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she she low key like straight up was like I was like oh okay like listen like if you don't get the hang of it she's like I think I'll get it straight up whooped. My ass. Um, yeah, Savage.
0: I'm, I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible. So
1: uh, anyway, so back to Pokemon on the Game Boy. So as a kid, there was one time when I, I went into hardcore binging, and I was, I was crushing this. Like I was up to Cinnabar Island within like three days. Let's do this. Like I was going hardcore, playing it nonstop. So much so that when the video game was turned off, put in my bedroom and I was watching TV in my living room. I kept hearing music. Yes. Really? I was like so much so that like I was scared that I was like, wait, did any like, did, like, was it just me? Like, is my video game? That's so much so that, like I remember distinctly as a kid and my, I know this for a fact. There was that times I walked in my room to make sure that it wasn't turned on because I thought it was haunted for a minute. Because I was like, I'm hearing this, and I know it. I'm I'm hearing the music of like the the walking around the yeah. town. Like
0: I was something. Okay, I got you. Okay, like I just
1: heard it in my head. So going to sleep in bed and laying down at night, I kept hearing it. And I was like, oh my god! Taking the batteries out of the game, making sure I wasn't hearing, I couldn't hear it, and. I was still hearing like the game was turned off. Like my mom, I, I told my mom, she like took the game from me. She's like, "Listen, you, you're grounded for a little bit. Like you can't <laughs> play this."
0: <laughs> it was bad, like very bad. You know what? You know what it might have been. You know how they say uh, with cell phones, you can sometimes hear like you think you hear it's ringing, mm-hmm. but it's not or going off. It honestly could have been something like that.
1: Just a psychological, just one of those like you. It's the that, that you think it, you it, hear it it bit it.
0: tone. It's it's yeah. It, it's it's very possible. I, I've I've experienced that before. Okay, where I think I hear something, and it's not it, it, when it comes to video games too. So you're not alone in that. Okay, in that you know. Uh, so.
1: so let's take a moment and uh, listen to what I was going crazy about. Dun, dun. That's what I was hearing at some point, and like so much so that like when I was older and I heard about the lav- lavender t- uh, lavender oh, syndrome, oh yeah, that's a cool I, little
0: st- story. Yeah, like
1: I thought that was me going crazy. I was like, "Holy shit!" Was that what was happening to me as a kid? And thank God it wasn't because that's you know?
0: yeah, that's that was wild. I didn't find that out till a couple years ago. That's, really? That's yeah, that's interesting. Scary stuff. It is. It is. There's a whole there's a whole like conspiracy on that shit conspiracy uh i don't even know uh, like a cult stuff that comes from video games there's there's so much stuff um with it but but yeah that's a great one that's that's i mean every kid knows that and Mm -hmm. it's cool because you know the pokemon tv show they translated all those songs into a little bit you know into the actual tv show really that's all, all that music all the songs that were on the pokemon tv show uh, obviously, except for the intro, like, you mm-hmm. know, battle themes and all that, those are all modern updates or not modern, but just not eight bit, yeah, bitted songs. They're all they all stretched them out. So I don't know if anybody ever oh. realized that, but yeah, those are full. That that song is very clearly heard, but just a modern.
1: I uh, never picked up on that though. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, what do you got, What do you got for us?
0: All right. So I'm going to stick with Final Fantasy IX for my next one. Okay. Uh, all Final Fantasy. Spoiler alert. It's from Final Fantasy IX. Another great game uh, that I played for this game. And, oh, wait. No, it's not from Final Fantasy IX. My apologies. Uh, it is from Final Fantasy X. My fault. So many Final Fantasies. Huh. I wouldn't have known the difference. <laughs> I would have been really ashamed. Um, so Final Fantasy X. All right. This one was the first one for the PlayStation 2. I was excited to buy it. It was one of the main reasons why I wanted to buy a PlayStation 2. Really? It, oh, yeah. And it was I was stoked, and it was visible, like visibly very beautiful game. Um, you know, it's funny. I always look back, and I've had this conversation many a times with many people. Uh, I thought PlayStation 1 graphics was never going to get any better than that. Yo, this shit was the best. PS2 comes along. thought those were the best graphics. It is never going to get any better than that. Wrong. Um, but for its time, the original one? Beautiful. Beautiful. They have remastered it since. They'd, Final Fantasy X doesn't have an HD remaster since, but. Um, and it's even cleaner than it was before. Uh, but yeah, it is. It's something. I'm trying to find the song right now.
1: See, I, I never got into playing Final Fantasy while you're looking at the song. I never got into playing Final Fantasy as a kid because. I didn't like turn based RPGs and so much so to like my my stupidity, I gave up a copy of Mario RPG multiple times and I just like now it's one of those games like good luck getting it. <laughs> like it's well, like it's a like it's you expensive. Know, it's, a, it's a hard to get. It's expensive. And it's just like, damn, it was such a good game and I wish I could have that back. Like, Mario RPG, phenomenal game, and I didn't appreciate RPGs, really.
0: Yeah, I loved them as a kid. I still love them now. I have little patience, but... Um... Well, I, I think my my love of RPGs
1: stem from, like, I love open-world gaming and, like, Skyrim and that stuff, which we'll, I'll get into, and, like, Spider-Man, and, yeah. like, do being able to do anything and then get down to the nitty-gritties of, like, building your character and doing more turn-based and I've, I was talking to a friend that I just started, like you know, rekindling a friendship with, and we were talking about video gaming. And I'm like, I like, I think my interest in tabletop and like Dungeons and Dragons has stemmed because I'm not content with any video game RPG. Like, there's nothing that's catching me anymore.
0: Right, you're on a trajectory essentially. Yeah. Where Dungeons and Dragons, it's whatever you want. It was at its heart. But I did find it. it. What's up? I did find it. it. Is the song is called "Someday the Dream Will End." and it's actually it's a little bit slower paced it's okay. kind of relaxing um but the heroes they hear it when they're on their way they're in Xanarkand and they're they're heading towards the you know for the final the the quote unquote final aeon um so let's take a listen to that right now <laughs> So it still has like a, a, I mean, there's a bit of, you know, it it, it plays throughout battles mm-hmm. uh, in this stretch, and it, it's it's kind of a neat little thing, but, um, but still like relaxing at the mm-hmm. same time. Uh, and the the place where it's at is, you know, in the game, it's like okay, this is the game's coming to an end. Like these heroes are about to drift apart. You know, it it doesn't at that point, but storyline wise, you kind of yeah. think it is. Um, so there's a there's well, a bit of like little bit of sadness like almost sadness to it but
1: there was definitely some emotion in the composure of the song yeah and that's one thing i'll give you credit with your with your choices so far is that they're they're not just like some songs like you have like some orchestrated pieces of art that are like I mean like oh yeah it's you didn't not just, just crap chose yeah yep. uh so i mean like i definitely i mean yeah like i didn't have any songs like that in games like i think when i when i hear that what comes to my mind is soul caliber Music. I don't know why. Soul caliber, interesting. Soul caliber, but like kind of like the uh, at the very end. So I guess maybe that that sad, that sad uh, um, tone is at the uh, like when, when your when your hero dies, and it's like and it's like that super subtle music and the voiceover is like, "You've been slain," and you hear that like like that like that. <laughs> so I get it. I like it. Yeah, I c- I can listen to it.
0: I dig it. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. It's mm-hmm. there's an action twist to it, but it is calm, subtle, and a calm way. Calm and to subtle. It, so, yeah. You know,
1: cherry blossom, uh, cherry blossom leaves are you know petals are uh, floating. Yeah, that sort of thing in the background. Yeah. Uh, see, my next on the list before we take a uh, commercial break is going to be. So this one comes to my mind. Uh, I mean. This one is iconic, I think, in video games. It, even if you didn't play video games heavily, you've heard this one: uh, Sonic, the Green Hill Zone. Yep, I think that is uh, that is iconic in video games, especially for Sega, because you know when Nintendo was rising at uh, when Nintendo was rising at with at their game with Mario. They came out with Sonic to rival it, and I mean, I've heard some people say that they prefer Sonic over Mario.
0: Oh, yeah. That was, Which, I mean, that was, that was the very first video game, Console Wars, uh, was that and Sonic and Mario were at the forefront of it. Mm-hmm. So,
1: And I mean, I, I would say, like, it's, it's a valid point is that if you don't, if you're, it, I mean, I would say that it's a valid point that if you prefer Sonic over Mario, you shouldn't be hated on. Two complete, you know, chocolate yeah. and vanilla, two yep. different flavors. In my opinion, I would say Mario is more of the RPG esque, so I prefer it with the level development and the, the playfulness. Sonic was way too fast paced for me, but hence why I can never beat past, get past the pinball level after <laughs> oh, the first man. zone.
0: Yeah. The casino one. Yeah. Casino. I know
1: yeah. I can never get past the casino levels. And I had, uh, I, I replayed the Green Hill Zone till no end. Uh, So let's listen to it right here, I guess. So what I'll say is that I always felt like Sonic definitely had, they, they had that 8-bit, 16-bit. 16, yeah. 16-bit. Maybe that's why it definitely set out compared to the Nintendo, is that because it had that 16-bit, and I just feel like their music sometimes was better. It was. well it, here's To a... me, I remembered it more. So right. I don't know if you, as a gamer, if you have knowledge,
0: Paul, uh, of what you're going to say. A little bit. Um... Because obviously Sega and Sega tried to compete. They came in late to the game against the first Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously they're like, oh, we're way better than that. Nintendo had been milking out the NES for what six years, I think, when it came out, yeah. um, something like that. So obviously the Sega's going to have a better, better sound than the original NES. But uh, when the Super Nintendo came out, I always found that the games that were played, they were available on both Sega and Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo sounded much better because they were just—I don't know—crossing hmm. the line. And, and I mean, it was that was kind of it after that. But Super Nintendo had the superior music to Sega, but Sega had the Genesis had the super superior music to the original Nintendo. It's basically what I'm trying to say.
1: I could totally get that. I definitely do. Um, and which I, I guess would make sense now looking at it in hindsight. As a kid, I see I wasn't a heavy gamer as a kid, and right. I would say yes, I. I was a gamer in the sense that I played video games nonstop, but I wasn't a. I'm the first to admit, I was not good at video games. I never was able to get past level one or two, like Donkey Kong Country 3, Diddy Kong. I can never get past the um, tossing the barrel into it. And if I did, oh my God. (laughs) Jeez, like that, like, you know, that that alone was hard for me.
0: Rounding up the first half of our list, uh, what is your third one? What is my third one? I'm going to go to Super Mario, and it's actually going to be Super Mario 64. Ooh. Another relaxing song, uh, kind of. This is the water level song. I I didn't have an N64 until I was much older. You know, way past when it came out. My first N64, uh, I got it in probably 2011, 2012. So I. Finally, got to play Super Mario 64. Oh, so and scary. I love water levels, period, in any video games. That's just my thing. But this one had a very laid back. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it just sounded cool. Um, it's called Dire Dire Docs. So let's give that a listen, real quick. Where the ship was underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably actually a direct Is probably the name of it. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I, I just loved it. It, it, it worked. It, it felt very '90s. It felt very N64ish. Mm-hmm. If you kind of know what I mean. Yeah, no, totally does. It just fit the console, fit the system, fit the era, the decade, uh, all that, all that jazz. So, so yeah, that's my uh, third pick,
1: dude. Uh, for my third pick, before we cut to a commercial. Uh, I don't have any specific song from it, but I guess we'll we'll do the intro from the uh, from the game, and it's the Dynasty Warriors four. And the reason I just I picked them is just because if I was to think of any video games that I played nonstop as a kid, one of the games that I it was always I always played it Dynasty Warriors four. I I, I love that game, and one thing that I loved about it was that the music was this like I, it was just this energetic like. It was kind of like you did a line of Coke, <laughs> and you were okay. given, and you were given a uh, pike, and you were uh, like a war pike, and you were said to run into battle with the with the Hun Empire. Okay, that's kind of like how I would feel. And you were like, okay, let's do this, and that's kind of how the game feels. Because I don't know if you played Dynasty Warriors. Because when Lu Bu entered the field, you're like, oh shit.
0: I, I I never owned it. I played it over at my cousin's house. Uh, some of the o- earlier versions of it. It's a fun game. Uh it really is.
1: So uh here is the opening for uh Dynasty Warriors 4.
0: It's weird knowing what kind of game and setting that Dynasty Warriors takes place in, and that's the opening theme. But uh-huh. it, it works; it's cool.
1: Well, the intro is kind of like, all right, it's, and it's very stereotypical. It has a like Asian, a- Asian like, no, like, all right, ancient like China and like the warring countries, and and then like that guitar comes in. You're just like, oh, that's where the line of Coke kicked in. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now your Coke reference makes sense.
1: Yeah, and you're just like. Yeah, and like, like if you play the game, it's just like the game is essentially you hacking and slashing through like what seven hundred enemies an episode. Yeah, and a, a, a level. It's an
0: amazing game.
1: It was like and the, the enemies just respawn, so like if you're lucky, you go to like a thousand kills, and you're like, oh sweet. <laughs> and I mean, I'll tell you, that's there that was a game I loved as a kid. So like, I constantly had that music playing on. It was just always playing for me if I was playing games. If it wasn't NCAA, it was Dynasty Warriors 4 (laughs) when I was uh, like, from the age of 10 to 14. Right. Um, But dude, uh, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll come back and finish that up. Hey folks, I'm Dan Rotano, owner of Movie Music. We're here for all your needs of any party as far as it relates to photo booths, DJs, monograms, uplighting, anything you need for entertainment is all on us. So give us a call and we're happy to help you out. We can be reached at 716-649-1490. Sweet. So uh, that was a wicked commercial from uh, Dan Rotano at Movie Music, as you guys heard. Check them out for all your DJing needs. Uh, Where I actually do DJ, and we have a new show coming from them in the future. It's going to be fun, uh, you know, getting all the DJs on and getting some wedding tips and advice for newly engaged brides and grooms. No, Matt, I think you're married, right? You think I'm married. You're a, you, you are were, married, right? You're was, at my wedding. I was I was there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how how easy would it have been to have a podcast about the local DJs in the area giving advice and tips to let you know what to expect? Oh, it goes a long to... way. It goes a long way. You know?
0: People like local stuff too. I think it does but it does mm-hmm. always does better than wide range stuff. Yeah. Always does. Always does. But
1: so let's get back down to it. So I uh threw out like the first three were some nice songs that I'm like, alright, cool. And then I'll tell you, my next three are fucking heavy hitters for me. Okay. These are definitely some uh staples to me that are like near and dear like true on. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. You were going first. Is it my turn? It is oh, your it turn. Is my ah! turn. Okay. <laughs> so so these, these three are big for me. Uh what is uh what is your third though, or what is oh, your fourth?
0: Fourth. Fourth. Um, all right, this one was a fun little game I played back in the day. Uh, it's actually based on a board game, but they did a very good job of bringing it to a little bit of life. It's Risk for the PlayStation One. Uh, Risk to me was, um, well, now I have like Civilization Six. Yeah, this is about to be wild. Um, so I play Civilization Six quite a bit, and it's like ri- this version of Risk times a million um, this game it you could play a legit board game version or you can play just a game where you're just stocking up people like normal uh, there's no dice uh, and you can invade other countries I, I love the game it's it's a lot of fun uh, very customizable and it's simple it's very simple I loved it the graphics were you know great they had a they had a risk for Sega Genesis too but the, and as well as PS2 But the PS1 version just works for me On so many levels um, You know they have these short little videos Where these guys in like these colonial times Like military outfits are walking Engaging in gunfire And there's so much back and forth And it, it was it was just simply but well done But um, this song is actually the world theme from From Risk Let's give this a listen neat, huh? Who would have thought a board game video game would, would make such a, a decent song? Where the fuck does your plethora of knowledge lead, man? It's everywhere. Dude. People
1: don't even know. <laughs> I was not ex- You pulled out like Final Fantasy, Final well, Fantasy. Final is a gimme. So I'm like and then you're like Risk and I'm like <laughs> What?
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I mean it was cool music but it's like how- Well, I'm actually a big history buff. Okay. buff.
1: Okay, then I guess that makes sense. I it love
0: colonial. St- I love colonial era. Okay, warfare, uh, that sort of thing. And I don't remember when my dad, because my dad bought the game, uh, but you he can. Here's the cover. I'll just show you it personally. It's, it's actually a pretty cool video game cover.
1: Okay, you know what? It actually makes some sense then. I guess if if you're like a, if you're colonial. If you like history, you like history buff. Yeah, you like the board game itself. Like, all right, fine, board game then play. All right, so. Um, it all starts to add up there, but it's just like, man, like I you. It is it's, random. you are a wellspring of just like, man, I can't wait to see what's next.
0: People don't even know, man. Dude, it's awesome. I got though. So much knowledge up here that.
1: No, like that. Like I'm, I'm being serious. Like, <laughs> no, I believe it, you. it's it's
0: cool that yeah. you have
1: just such a far range and vast. It's like I don't. You like... plucked it out of nowhere. That I was like, man, that is awesome.
0: <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, like everybody has their mainstream stuff. Like it's easy to drop Super Mario, Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. uh. Other ones, but like Risk, I, I've maybe met one other person in my lifetime that's played the PS One game of that. So, so yeah, that's my uh, that's my fourth theme.
1: Very nice. Uh, my fourth one is uh, honestly, I feel like in the video game world, this is a heavy hitter as well. It is a this is a song that I mean i I don't know how many times I played this song uh, or I played this level with friends at an arcade where we had sunk 20 dollars of of quarters to just beat it to the end each of us like the, like they made 100 bucks on us that one day probably this is back in like 2000 like 5 so it was like they made a good fucking chi- good fucking penny on us <laughs> and what this was the from the first level and it was the easiest and it was just to me it's iconic because it gave you some power up spots, some cool mechanics, and the color was vibrant and bright and it was the uh it's the Big Apple 3AM theme from the TMNT Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo and arcade cabinets. I mean, you go to any like ar- you go to any arcade if you can find them now that has this has this cabinet, you could hear it right. playing like this theme is nonstop stop playing through. Okay. No. Let's give it a listen.
0: Apple 3AM Bye. <laughs>
1: That's awesome! Like I fucking love that song.
0: It's very upbeat. It it's, makes it's happy it, it is fun. I know uh, our good friend Johnny Townsend went pop for that.
1: Oh, he is um, yeah. Johnny. If you're listening, that one's for you, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, TMNT is actually a really cool thing that I have a personal history with, and some people don't believe me, but um, at least the, from the movies, yes, the the movies. My great uncle was the stunt coordinator for the '80s TMNT movies. Uh, as well as the first Mortal Kombat. Uh, as well as some other ones. He actually appeared in uh, Enter the Dragon. He was one of the bad guys in Enter the Dragon. Really? Yeah. Um, That's kind of badass. But he's one of those uncles where I'm like, yeah, he's my uncle. But I've only met him, like, twice in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but yeah, so I have, a, I have a connection with that. And those video games, I, I played those because of my uncle's mm-hmm. appearance and that sort of thing. So, yeah.
1: It was definitely prevalent. I mean... I'll tell you, I remember as a kid that was one of the few games on Super Nintendo that I always have had. And I did I honestly didn't realize that it was a fourth in a game. To me, like this was just that was just the turtles for the Super Nintendo. That was just a game. Yeah. So, I was a kid that was oblivious at like I said, I wasn't a gamer gamer where I played everything, but like I played what I had and some I was good at, some I wasn't. This one I wasn't bad at. I usually can make it up to the dinosaurs, pirates. If I was going solo, I usually would die by the pine, by the dinosaurs. Uh, but I mean, like, I remember, like, I think me and my cousin Zach and one of our friends, I think we beat the game once. Okay. And, like, you know, it's definitely one of those games that is a big part of my childhood, and that's one of those ones where I was like, this one had to make the list. It's
0: an accomplishment to beat those games, too, back like, then. It's not, like, it's not easy at huh. all. Um, nowadays it like beating a game it's it's expected it's whatever obviously there's save points to this and that if you died if you went through all your continues it was it you start from the beginning yep so um yeah i like old school video games for that challenge but uh that music just a great song great song
1: and they definitely had a nice like i don't know i guess when i say i'm a fan of ska it's not it's way more obvious now to me (laughs) because i mean what i listen to
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> so what do you got all right my next one is from resident evil 2 and i with, when it comes to resident evil 2 i actually prefer a lot of the ambient music um you know they there's they're, they're not really known for their boss themes uh which is one of my selections actually but a lot of the ambient music you know walking through a hallway walking around yeah there's some zombies around the, the music never picks up um Those are really cool. Those are really cool. But that's why I like... I think I like like this boss theme as much as I do. Um, And it's called The Second Malformation of G. And, uh, you know, I I like the song more now because of the Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, The scene where it it happens, the fight where it happens gets really intense. There's a cool build-up to it. Um, But it's... It's a really good boss team that I could imagine in an RPG. I really could. So um, this is it, the second malformation of G.
1: Beat. De- definitely upbeat and it was very dramatic and very climatic yeah, so it's the... a boss boss but yes yeah, I... one of the
0: final bosses actually yeah. so
1: what is the boss like at this point
0: is it like
1: just a bigger zombie
0: uh it's it's a cow it's a lot of things um it's actually it the g is stands for the g virus and what this well it's actually the, the guy's name is william Birkin. he took it to stay alive and every time he gets beat up he absorbs punishment he goes down for a bit and then he he grows into this huge monster, so he has, like, teeth all over him. Uh Giant, like, it, it, it's insane. Is, it's, he,
1: is he supposed to be one of the things that's, like, in Resident Evil 4 or 5?
0: No, he was only in number 2. Only in number 2. The G-Virus was a re- reoccurring thing, but this specific monster only appeared in Resident Evil 2.
1: I meant the, I meant the movie. Oh. Maybe I don't know. No, that. I don't think they oh, okay. ever. I'm used sorry. That.
0: Never mind. Don't. I don't talk about the movies. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I didn't even think about that until after. I was like, "Oh no if
0: if I had the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, I would make those movies disappear. I would in a heartbeat. I'm so sorry. In a heartbeat.
1: So so it, so is this one of like the harder bat? So not harder. Um, out of the Resident Evil games, would you say that this is one of the battles that's like? It's up on the list where it's, it's hard. It's pretty
0: definitive. Yeah, yeah. It, it is difficult without a doubt. I mean you're pretty much tapped for ammo at this point and it's um you have to conserve so much. Uh you know, when you get are down in the laboratory, you've been through so much and and yeah, it's very challenging. Mm-hmm. It's it's very challenging. Even in the remake it was it was still challenging. Um you know killing a boss with, with one handgun ammo left and that's it. Uh or being down to a knife. I've had a knife kill him before too. How that's the... It's hard. It's so difficult.
1: And this is back in the back in the day where they didn't have like ammo supplies on the boss level like they do now. No. This was like
0: Yeah, the original one was they're, they're both pretty difficult in their own right, but I think the original one is much harder. Yeah. Man. Cuz the way they, that they move, I hate it. They had the the old Resident Evil games had the tank controls and I hated it. You couldn't dodge attacks. You had if you have seen it coming, your character had to like spin around in the same space, and you had to push a button and hope you were pushing in the right way to get away from it. Tank control sucked, but oh man, um, still, just a, it was a, it was pretty good. Yeah. Did
1: did they do the same controls in the remake?
0: No, no, it was it was regular. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They updated everything completely. Oh, very nice. Uh, the The remake just came out in January, so very nice. Yeah. Um. All
1: right. So for my uh, fifth. Uh, track. This is one that is. I have repurchased this game f- three times. I have purchased the DLC, everything like the Ultimate Edition two th- two times. I have spent. This is one of those games that where I, when you logged on my on my on my Xbox three hundred and sixty, this was like, one hundred and twenty hours in. This was the one that when I got it for the Xbox one again, I don't think I have, it. I don't have it for the PlayStation four. I should buy it. I really should. Um, when I got it for the Xbox one for the DLC and everything, I was like, you know what? I've crushed through and went through and beaten the game five times before. So let me do everything else. But that <laughs> and uh, Skyrim dude. Oh
0: man. I, I don't know if you ever played it. I, yeah, I have Skyrim. I don't yeah. know
1: how much you've invested in
0: Skyrim. I've started it. It's. I didn't think I'd ever be overwhelmed by a video game like that. I love how open world it is, but I didn't realize how open world it could, it, it could be. And it is, man. It is something.
1: It's one of those games that if you really tried to and you spawn to a corner of the map and you didn't sprint, run, and you just try to, like, walking and, like, casual jog, like, you didn't fast travel, you are trekking for, like, real, like, like actual like time like for a good 40 minutes until you hit a city yeah in the right if you're in the if you're going in a different in a certain direction yeah and it's one of the games where you are endless and like it's just limitless and i mean i could i i love it and it's the um my my favorite song from it is the theme it's the uh dova keen song Dude, I mean, (laughs) when that's the intro and you're waiting for your game to load and you're hearing that, you're just like, oh. And you pop it and you're in a cave and you're like, oh, let's see where we're going today. Yeah. Like, I mean, that just freaking, like, it fucking, like, it revs me up. And, like, right now I'm thinking, like, oh, man, I wish I had that on my fucking PlayStation at home because I've been playing it (laughs) (laughs) tonight. I
0: I don't know if it's on the It might be on 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 the Switch. It is. Oh, my God. I might have to buy it. On the Switch? Yeah. I would. I would. I even on the PS4, but I don't play the PS4 much anymore. I just do the Switch. Really? Yeah. The games are more interesting. I don't know. There, there's a couple games that if they came out on the Switch, I would completely just sell my PS4. Really? Yeah. That's how. That's See, how much I love the Switch.
1: I love the PlayStation 4 for like the community aspect of connecting with and seeing them with friends and playing with friends, and that's See, why I, I like think it. Switch
0: is better than that, at that than.
1: Like all that, my all my friends have the, have PlayStation 4s. That's why
0: though. Okay, that's fair. I am a big couch co op guy, co op mm. guy. So and the Switch still has that really, PS4 really isn't they, like that.
1: They're doing everything they can to fucking cut that shit. Yeah,
0: I know it sucks. I hate it. Um, but yeah, that's a great that's a great song, Thank great you. song.
1: So what is uh what what is your final the final track you're playing f- for the gr- for our greatest hits? All
0: right, my final track is it's an, another old but it's greatest hits, MJ greatest hits, uh, the Mullen Johnson greatest hits. Um. It is from the Mortal Kombat series, and Mortal Kombat has produced a lot of memorable music, especially the original trilogy. And I am gonna more so say the first two games. I didn't care for Mortal Kombat three. Or um, I liked Mortal Kombat trilogy, but I didn't care for the play style, and some of the music, and stuff. It just wasn't for me. The,
1: the, I will say, and I didn't realize it until you go back and play it. The three D, I mean, they were trying to, they were trying, but it just was like, nope. You, you had the bread and butter. Yeah. You went too much.
0: Yeah. I, I'm
1: i glad they went back to their style for the newer.
0: I wish they'd do family. a full-on, like, they'd go back to the original, like, graphics. Not, like, for like completely, but if they did, like, a, a game where it's, like, everybody, but they're all the, like, shrunk it down, like, cartoon-esque digitized actors, I think that would be so cool. I would pay big bucks for that. Um, but my song choice is actually the character select theme from the very first Mortal Kombat. Um, it's called the Code of Honor, um, but otherwise known as just the character select theme. But um, probably my favorite one out of all. There are some good character select themes, but the first one is just—it's cool. It's, there's seven characters, um, and it's got a—it's got a sweet vibe to it. So let's listen to that real quick. That's the SN uh, Super Nintendo version of it. It sounds a lot better, obviously, on the updated ports. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, regardless, whatever system you listen to it, whatever version of it, uh, it's, it's a cool, simple theme. And it, it brings you back to the simpler times of the MK storyline, you know, when characters didn't have ridiculously crazy moves. Fatalities were simple. Uh, and sometimes simple is good. And that's... Yeah, I, I I do enjoy the the very first Mortal Kombat for that reason.
1: I do like the first one. I I like the second one as
0: well because it was very much second one's my favorite of all time.
1: Second one's a phenomenal game,
0: but I do like the first because it
1: had a better character selection, simple moves. Um, I will say one thing: I do I notice in it what hinders it as far as gameplay is that the mechanics and functioning of fighting were so simplistic that like if you were if you got tricked into stepping into a punching rapid, you were stuck. Oh yeah. Like like the actual like strategy of fighting was very more. You were either were, were an expert or you weren't. It was yeah. more like a button mashing, and the newer games definitely bring a uh, added level of individualism to it. Oh yeah, but I definitely see it, and even like the, the, like the music now is just very just like just some obvious, not up, memorable. Yeah, it's, no, it's not like that. Like yeah. that, you hear and it you know it brings you back yeah. because that that beat was. I mean that's what you got when you first got in, like especially with Mortal Kombat as a game that, was one of the only games that they got away with getting blood on the Super Nintendo, one of the original
0: ones, yeah, yeah um, that's it. I don't know if Dan Forden still does their music, but I mean this is from his era, and yeah, he was just he was great. He was they had such a simple studio too. The their whole studio to make that game was like eight people, mm-hmm. and now it's takes like a couple hundred to to get a game going. Eight people put the fir- the first couple Mortal Kombat games together. And limited limited resources to use, and they came. It's one of the best, you know, highly regarded games of all time.
1: And I mean, it, it, it definitely. I mean, fighting games are what they are today because of Mortal Kombat Mortal and Kombat, Street, Fighter. Street Fighter. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I mean, everything else after that followed their formula. Yeah, Street Fighter went with crazy combos. Mortal Kombat kept it simple, gave you blood. Street Fighter, a lot of crazy anime shit throwing at you. Uh. Dude, that was a great list from you. Thank you. Very nice. Uh, So far, so good from both of us. I think I am going to uh, bring to the table for my. I'm going to bring to the table for my final track. A game that was one of the first games that I think as a kid I beat. I beat Borderlands as a kid. Dynasty Warriors. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, like I didn't beat a lot of games. I, I, I never, compl- I never mastered games. Right. This was one game that I grinded at. Me and my stepfather, Steve, was helping me on a lot of it. I remember. I think my friend Sean came in and would help me on certain ones. I even actually remember certain levels I was playing with my uncle. Um, which, which i didn't think about it till now. Like, so sort of like some of the only memories I have of me and my uncle, my uncle before he passed away, as a, when I was a kid, which was fine. I like you know spend time. Yeah. But uh. Like yeah, like holy shit. Like I remember like playing like multiple different levels like the the cartographer and the flood. Like certain I don't know if you did you ever play uh Halo?
0: <laughs> I actually played it in high school uh with on the laptops. Oh, so you were doing, somebody like found a mod for the uh, way to get the game on the laptops, and mm-hmm. everybody would play online at a certain time. Ah, uh, so yeah. okay, so you didn't so play never played the, the, the original game with game. the bulky ass the, Xbox controller. Yeah, but no, you
1: did. You play the battle, the shoot up, or did you play the actual game?
0: Both. Yeah,
1: oh, you actually okay. So both versions of it. So yeah. back when you were doing that, back so because you were like three years older than me. So when you were yeah, in high school, I, I was in middle school. Oh eight oh nine. Yeah, I was in middle school.
0: Okay. Yeah. they... they it somehow we, managed made its way onto the laptops, and I remember that. Yeah,
1: there was a mod link on web on a website that it would. We all uh, we never played the actual game. It would give us to uh, the battle royale, and we would literally have the entire room of computer students playing it. <laughs> but one, I mean, I mean, this is one game that has a soundtrack to me that is iconic. But to me, the intro. The, uh, the theme song for Halo is It Stands a Test of Time, and let's uh, check it out right now. like a, to me I love it.
0: Yeah. It, it that's a good one. You know what I, I love that that song is so highly regarded. Do you ever see the videos of the people do, doing that to the, in the bathroom where it echoes really well and they hit the notes just right. Um yeah, that's that's I mean I was a, always a PlayStation guy and I know that song. You know, that's that's how iconic it is.
1: Well, I think it's great because it it has it it makes it's very creepy cuz very oh, yeah. om- ominous or om- ominous where it's like cathedral, like, uh, gothic, very, like, creepy, and then you get those, like, the tribal drum beats with, with, like, the, uh, with the orchestra strings, and you're just like, whoa, where'd this come from? And it's just a very, it's, it's a build-up, and it's that, that, you know, that, that, that choral
0: Vibe, which it is, starts off like a roller coaster, man, like real slow, real slow, then dun, 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 you know, it, it just goes, just goes for a ride, off. yeah, yeah.
1: And honestly, I think it, it's kind of funny. It, it matches with the game because you know the aliens end up being almost like a a religious cultish in, in a sense, and it definitely fits with it all. in your on this alien planet, or I don't know what what it was a machine more or less, yeah. And just, you know, it's cool. It's a fun game, and it's what made Xbox. And I think it was a. First
0: Xbox game, right? It, I'm not. I don't know if it was the, the first, first it was, but it was the first like mainstream, like like you know every console. Tip, well, hazard. not anymore, but they used to have mascots. Halo, mm-hmm. Master, uh, Chief, Master was, Chief was that. That
1: was the Xbox. Like you played Xbox, you were playing Halo.
0: Yeah, if you didn't, you were a loser. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: if I if I couldn't uh, if I couldn't get your ass with the Needler, <laughs> <laughs> we got problems. <laughs> but, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. This thanks, f- thanks for
0: asking me to ha- come on. I've know i I've been on a bunch. I might be annoying to some of the listeners at no. this point. Um, and I don't know. I'm just a whore for attention, I guess. Dude, you are. You're fine.
1: It's okay. <laughs> whore yourself out.
0: Yeah. Got to <laughs> let it loose sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you, you definitely bring a element to the conversation that it's cool, that it's not the typical, like, hey, I love this band. You like this band? All right, cool. Like and that which is good. Like yeah. I know people like me and Amber talk about other bands we like, and me talking about other bands that I like. But like you bring, like we do this. And I'm like,
0: yeah. We'll I like to think this. outside the box because I don't think any music based podcasts do episodes like this. Mm-mm. You know, they they feature heavily in the band thing. You're very wide range. Um, and, mm-hmm. and all these have they're all part of like CDs. There's official soundtracks. Yep, there are soundtracks released. So
1: you can go get them.
0: Yeah, it's not that far out of you know. Out of the element, it's it's not crazy, but um, it's good to be different.
1: Well, I mean, I and I will say uh, because of my love of vinyl, me ads and stuff I get to say to push video game soundtracks. Like when Spider Man dropped, there was a Spider Man um, for the PlayStation Four. Their soundtrack was on vinyl, and it was yeah. like that's cool. I don't need that, but <laughs> that is cool. That if it's I cool watch that that's it, happening. It's cool I that vinyl is a thing now, and everyone's like, let's put a shit on vinyl. Sweet. Yeah, you know, yeah. Would you would you listen to a, a Final Fantasy on vinyl? Oh, absolutely. That'd be kind of cool.
0: I would I'm sure there there's got to be one. Somewhere. I just be. seen there's Resident Evil on uh soundtracks on vinyl. That's terrifying. It's Oh yeah, very scary. That's terrifying. Like, so, it's something I got to find. It, I'm sure the it's super expensive but um worth it. Worth it.
1: Well, Matt, dude, thank you so much for coming on for another episode of Vinyl Divers. Uh where can the people hear you? What podcasts do you have to push? <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> which 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 ones are you here to promote? All right. I guess I might as well do all of them. Um, all right, everybody. I am the host of the Two Point Conversation, which is for Casual Football Talk. Uh, we do weekly recaps, history, statistics, and and so much more in between. Uh, those new episodes drop out every Wednesday and Thursday. And, uh, no, I'll, I'll cover the platforms at the end. Uh, panel discussion every Tuesday, which is Comic Book Talk with my partner, Greg Knowlton. Uh I also do Hardly Kayfabe with Johnny Townsend and Chris Chavez. Those don't really have a set date. They just kind of come out whenever. Uh, Retro Pop, that's our brand new one. Me and Johnny Townsend do Retro Pop. It's bi-weekly. It's a lot of fun. We pick up a different theme uh, every time, and it's its good stuff. We sure. we got a good format to it, and yeah, ton of fun in that. Section 6 WrestleCast, nah, another one. I know, it's a mouthful. Um, Section 6 WrestleCast, it's luckily because it's only seasonal. I cover high school wrestling in the Western New York area. Uh, Those episodes drop out every Monday from November to, I think, the beginning of March. And lastly, I do cover the bills for uh, USA Today through BillsWire. You know, that's a really fun, it's almost, I'm really close to it becoming an actual job, uh, which is really nice. So um, I do podcasts there every Monday after games, as well as I write some articles as well. So.
1: Dude, you are everywhere, and I love it. And I don't know how the hell you have the
0: energy for it all. Like it's, um, I I don't know how to describe it, but uh, I really get obsessed with things that I like to do. And I've always had something to do. It? And podcasting has been one of the simplest things that I've had to do. Well, it's simple in a way where it's like affordable. Mm-hmm. It's I could do it from almost anywhere. Uh, and I don't know. I just. I, when I do something, I got to go all out. Uh, I, I got to go all out. Like I have a work ethic that I, I you know, not to sound arrogant, but I, I, I want to believe that, you know. Did you
1: give 110%?
0: That I can't be outworked, you know. It, 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 it does sound arrogant. It, it does, but um, I want to be the best at everything I do, and that's why I have multiple podcasts. You know, I, I probably should slow down. Uh, but there's no plan of that in the near future, so they'll
1: no sleep till Brooklyn, bro that's right well guys uh listen go check out matt's plethora of podcasts uh they're all really good yeah they Thank all are you. they Thank all you. fill your different niches your different tastes your different flavors of the week so like if you want to listen to panel on one day and two point on another day and then retro pop on the third, please do it Check yeah. out Kayfabe. Check out all of your show. Check out all of the shows. And all of that. our
0: shows are on bicbp-radio. dot com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox for Android, and some of the other smaller. I know uh, some they, the pull, other...
1: they pull. from the iTunes uh, archive. Yes, that's, which what, is nice. that's what I
0: mean. So we're not on like Podbean or Audio Boom or anything like that. But um, you know, we're on the big ones. Spotify. Everybody who doesn't have Spotify, it's mm-hmm. cross promotional. Easiest thing. It's so. So yeah, we're uh, which yeah. Actually,
1: here's a fun fact. I don't know if you know this. Uh, a lot of podcasting apps you can add the URL the URL in manually. So if you have, um, I think it was it called uh, Overcast. Real quick, actually, let me. I'll let everyone know right now in case you don't know. So, like for uh, Apple's, if you have Overcast and you can't find uh, one of our one of our shows for whatever reason, which you should be able to, g- go to our websites directly and copy the link for the podcast that you want to listen to, and you can manually add it in in the app, and it will add that to your stream, so you don't really? have to search it. Oh, that's yep, cool. I can actually show you it so you can show okay. other people if you want. Uh, you know, guys, go check us out on social media and all that fun stuff. You can get the network's information. You get the Twitter. Follow uh, the Twitter app, BICBP Radio. Get the Instagram at B-I-C-B-P Network. Also, please dude go please Mullonites divers out there. I'm calling you guys out. Go check out our Facebook group or not group. Go check out our Facebook page. Follow us, like us, share us. Uh you know, I'm going to give you all a task this week. Yeah. one get yeah, two tasks. Go listen to one of Matt's podcasts and give him a break. Go listen <laughs> to one of them. Other task, go to our Facebook and if you don't already like it, like it. Tag a friend of yours in any of the posts that you think that they may like one of our shows. You know? Share the love. It's what we're about. And then for all my uh, personal stuff, you can check out the Twitter at Vinyl Divers Pod, Instagram, Vinyl Divers Podcast. Divers and Mullinites. Stay together, stay strong, keep diving, and unite. See you next week.